live from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. It's really nice to say ah instead of there. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Clay and Narva and Chris Dockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars the retrospective podcast. We are in for a treat tonight, folks. We are talking about season five, weeks four and five. We are talking about Passos. We are talking about Viennese waltzes, sambas, and rumbas. And as I said that, I don't know if we're in for quite as much of a treat as I made it out to sound like we are. I mean... Famously, you love a Viennese waltz, which we have not gotten to talk about before. You yeah. famously love them. Famously, we love sambas. Yes. Famously, I love a pasa doble. I would, I would say we're relative fans of a good paso. I mean, a paso is maybe one of the best dances ever performed on the show. As a whole, I think they're fine. And famously, we love rumbos. Famously, we so. hate rumbos 2021. Do I need to call Megan just to get her to say the line, Chris? Is that what I need to do right now? I thought famously we were the biggest fan of rumbos. I question wearing you what sources. I'd like you to cite your sources on that one, my friend. We love rumbos as much as Megan loves Len Goodman. Okay, some tea, some actual tea, if you want to know. Megan and I have spent a very good portion of today still fighting about The Miz. So we'll see how our friendship holds up. And if this discussion makes no sense to you, please make sure you're listening to our Tuesday episodes, Quick Step Reactions, even though I know you miss out on these dulcet tones. Except it only took me the second week and I already jumped in. (laughs) I do love how, like, in my mind, I knew you were going to hop on the mic at some point. I knew that was going to happen. But I did not think it would be week two. I did not think that Megan and I would come to blows in week two. I didn't think we would be crying at dances in week two. We are just off to a very magical start, if I do say so myself. I, I really didn't mean to contribute. But it was funny. We had a good yeah. time. When people are dedicating rumbas to weird people, we have to discuss it. It has to be talked about. How dare you call mothers, living or dead, weird choices for rumbas? Are you going to do a bedroom dance dedicated to Mary Ellen, Chris? My most memorable year <laughs> is going to be when I both failed as an actor and my mother who is still alive was dead (laughs) and we will dance the grindiest most sensual rumba you've ever seen. So what song? Um what a great question what would be my rumba song of choice? Holding out for a hero maybe? Oh that's a good one. You know, because it's really rumba-esque. Yeah. Just do it in a rumba fashion. Yeah. Slow it down. Would you would you commit to going shirtless or would you have the button-down shirt opened? What about vest, no shirt underneath? I really don't like that, which is why it wasn't an option. So again, I ask you, are you committing to shirtless or are you doing a button-down and we can see your rock hard apps because you're a skinny legend can i do suspenders and shirtless yes but i question if they're up or if they're hanging loose i don't know which one i prefer more (laughs) also i'm gonna change my song choice we're gonna do the like slow down version of radiohead's creep oh because i think that's a good i think that's a good failed actor dead mother most memorable year rumba i think so too we've done it uh where is my change.org petition (laughs) so let's kick off the actual discussion no more messing about let's jump into our first downed contestant 
ladies and gentlemen, our long national nightmare is over. Chris and Katie don't have to tiptoe around talking about Floyd Mayweather anymore. Yeah. He dances a pasta doble in week four. And it was a decent dance for him. I felt like his hips needed to be further forward. Um, it almost felt stompy at times. His every note that I wrote included the word at times because he was not consistent through this dance. I think he got a lot better for this dance. But again, even though his footwork was much improved, what do you think I'm going to say about Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather. It was his shoulders. <gasps> they were all hunched forward the whole time. We've never made that comment before on this podcast. This is brand new information. I also have good news for the listeners because you know who finally showed up? The legend of the lift police yep. has begun because that that ending lift already had a weird segue into yes, it. Yes, correct. Something looked weird, but then Carrie Ann was like, hey, guess what you shouldn't be doing? And I was like, here we go. And in week four, she goes Well, it started in the dance right before Floyd's, where she kind of, she starts emerging, but it's not too intense. And then the rest of the episode, she is just out of control. The sirens never stop blaring. The lift police has arrived. It's, It's quite a time. Yes. She's not wrong, but she's such a stickler on what constitutes a lift or not. And I'll admit, because part of the rules are, like, you have to have one leg on the floor or one foot on the floor at all times. But also, theoretically, like, it's supposed to be something that you can do without a partner. But it's not really, for the most part, because, like, You can't do half the stuff without somebody else moving you. So it's just weirdly written. And I kind of like Len's interpretation of if it gets to be too much, then we'll worry about it. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's not too much or feels appropriate for the dance, we can kind of let some of these, there weren't two feet on the floor, be. Mm -hmm. And I like his interpretation. I agree. Of course I agree with Len Goodman shocked at that that's never happened on this podcast either so they see a score of 23 he gets eights from the boys and a seven from the lift police and felt a little overscored i mean it is his best dance but i was just so over it Mm -hmm. i don't honestly even want to talk about the package no we're not going to it just he does not come off well on this show. He's not a fun addition. And of course, we have opinions about him, which makes it even worse when he like gets entitled and angry and just clearly doesn't want to be there. So good news. Goodbye, Floyd. Bye forever. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Katie, you introduce this one because it's Yo Girl. Next up, we have Cheetalicious Cheetah Girl star Sabrina Bryan and her partner Mark Ballas performing a Pasa Doble. Why was Mark playing a guitar during that? Of package? course he was. That's the question. That is the biggest question of this entire sequence. Of course he was. I saw it and I just like immediately rolled my eyes and was like, Mark Ballas, do less. That's the thing I had the most feeling about in all of this Sabrina week for. Here's the thing. Oh my god. No, Katie. No. No, it. this isn't going where you think it's going. So okay. she gets a... I'm going to say the score. I'm going to spoil the score here. She gets a 30. And I was gobsmacked that she got a 30. Oh no. I did not... I did not dislike this dance. I did not dislike no. this dance. 
no, no, <laughs> you stop right there. It just felt like it didn't have the contrast, especially because they had talked in their package. They had highlighted that they were going to have contrast in the stance, and I was like, missed all of that. It was all attack. Like, I enjoyed it. But it needed more contrast at times. I thought she looked unsteady on her legs. She was phenomenal in it. Like, the way that she whipped the dress was incredible. I loved the costume. But I just, like, did not think that this was a perfect dance. I am betrayed. I feel backstabbed, gooped, snatched. I... I can't even look at you right now. Then turn my camera off, Chris. <laughs> turn my flipping camera off. The drama, the flare, the kick over her head, the passion, the fire, just- Yeah, it had a lot of fire, but it had no like contrast. It was just all attack. That's all that it was. I don't need contrast in a pasta doble. A pa but they talked about how there was going to be contrast in it. If they had not put that in my mind, I would not have cared. But the fact that they went so hard to highlight that criticism and they were like, we are going to give him so much contrast. And then I just watched her go out there and attack a dance for a minute and a half. I was like, don't bring it up. I... See, I don't care what they, like, prepped me for in the package. They gave me what they gave me, and I was like, I will gladly accept this. Please, sir, can I have some more? Dare I say, it is not. It is not. But it is just ever so close. It is... It is, Shut it up. is probably my Shut second favorite up. pasta doble. No, it's it is not. incredible. Shut Shut up! I don't believe you! No. I think you... Oh, Chris, maybe... Okay, you know what? Let's just do a thought experiment. Maybe I'm a horrible judge of pasta doubles. Maybe that's what the problem... Maybe I hate pasos. I thought I liked them. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't understand what makes See, a good pasta. I don't need. I don't need contrast in a pasta. The dance that needs contrast is an Argentine tango that needs both, like... And so that's where, like, the Paso is the bullfighter. Well, it's the, are, am I supposed to be the cape right now? Yes, you are. Uh, like, what a great, stupid non-sequitur line. We'll get to that later. But, um, like, yep. I mean, it is just, it's all about the, you are Carmen, and some prostitute is about to be murdered by a bullfighter, Olay. Like, that is what the Paso is to me. And that's what Sabrina served me. I just was not connecting with it. She's still my Stacy. I still love her so much. But it was just a swing and a miss for me. Do you want to know what was not a swing and a miss for me? Their rumba. How much of a... Like, was it underscored for you? I... Yes. Well... Mm. I mean, in my opinion, a rumba should never get a 30 because a rumba should never be performed. So, like, it's hard for me to say that it was underscored. But, like, this dance, I really felt very sexual tension. She felt like she owned it. I thought they had incredible connection. This was a dance. I don't remember who makes a comment, but a judge makes a comment at some point and they say that they want them to dance with their entire body. And like she danced with her entire body in this dance. I thought it was incredible. Sometimes for me, it was a little bit too sharp, but it was mostly beautifully flowing. I do agree there was good connection. Um, there mm -hmm. was just times that... I felt Mark choreographed it to the level that Sabrina could do, but that sometimes meant there was just too much choreography. Does that, is that weird? Mm. Well, it's an interesting thing to say about a rumba because so often we hear that the rumbas are the like 
posed dance where all you're doing is striking poses so like I can understand how this could feel like there was too much choreography I love that I love that critique Christopher I think you are so good at this job thank you because for me it just felt like they were like rushing to cram in everything they were trying to do and mm -hmm. even though I am usually bored by a rumba because they are the posed dance there isn't enough happening this one I was like you went too far. This should have yeah. been a dance that I would love. As is, I mean, I might have gone for an eight, but I'm always going to underscore a rumba. I think it is criminal that she was not performing a samba. Yes. But we've already seen her do things like it, so I am not mad at giving her a rumba. Yeah. You know who it's really criminal we don't ever see enough of package guest Shirley Ballas who is yes. just like a weirdo and a delightful presence she is great on the new year's special uh in 2020 of Taskmaster which is a great panel show everybody that I know has probably heard me like throw this recommendation at them so highly recommend you watch Shirley Ballas's one episode of that but she needed to be on more Dancing with the Stars, especially because eventually we'll get Corky, who I would yes. take Shirley. I would take Shirley. She was a delight. She was a true delight. So this rumba gets a 10 from Bruno and a 28 overall. A good two weeks for Sabrina. Very good two weeks. Even though it nearly brought us to blows. But we avoided it. We still love each other. Do we? I still love you you know who i love jane seymour and yes. her partner tony davalani katie i love her i love her i'm in love with her i agree i think she is sophistication personified mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. she is the word dainty is the word i always come to to describe her dancing but I feel like the word dainty sometimes has a negative connotation to it. And I do not mean it negatively at all. Like she just, she moves effortlessly. Mm -hmm. She looks airless out there. Like it's an, it's incredible to watch her dance. I feel like it's an honor to get to watch her perform. And I love that despite how graceful and so full of class she is she still has a certain wit she still has most importantly she feels attainable and relatable she doesn't feel so like far off so far removed she just is so personable on camera you just yes want to like be a part of her world yes i was disappointed that she was promoting how she likes to paint instead of promoting her jewelry line. But. You know, that's just one person's opinion. We understood it. I thought the Viennese left me feeling ever so slightly underwhelmed. But I think that has more to do maybe with like Tony's choreography than it did with Jane. Because I felt like she, like, their opening turns were breathtaking she can make the most exquisite lines it was very beautiful but just felt left me feeling underwhelmed i disagree i loved the lines that she made i loved yeah. the routine that tony gave her that it really showed off what she can do i loved her ankle length purple dress i loved the arm flow things I love Billy Joel. So like getting a Viennese to piano man was my everything. I just, mm -hmm. she was so smooth. The, have I mentioned her lines? I loved this. I thought it was I said fabulous. that her lines were good too. I know, but I'm just reiterating how much I loved her. Carver, oh my God. Carver, Carver, stop raising Katie's hand on the Zoom button. Do you see him just munching on the stupid string? Carver, I... It's making really good ASMR right now. 
<laughs> you get him closer. Carver, eat that string boy. Okay, Carver, I can't work under these conditions. You need to leave. Get over here. Go over here. Okay, he's away from the microphone at least. Still leading the string in the background, but away from the microphone at least. So this is a dance that once again, Carrie Ann is just like, it's a lift. And I was like, okay, it, it was, but it also wasn't. But shut up. <laughs> but it also wasn't. Well, it's one of those like, one of those like accidental, like foot comes off the ground. And so she goes, Jane, did your foot come off the ground? And of course, Jane is like, no, my foot didn't come off the ground. And then backstage with Samantha, Samantha's like, hey, Jane, remember when your foot came off the ground and we have photographic evidence of it? And it was like, guys, this is a bit much. This is a bit much. No, I loved doing that because I was like, oh, that made me happy. Also, we haven't mentioned this yet because it's very important. Guys samantha is back and i didn't realize how much i missed her she looks stunning after she literally gave birth what three weeks ago and she looks gorgeous she is an icon that we continue to stand and she's just so smooth backstage like drew wasn't bad yes but it highlights how good samantha was samantha's phenomenal Samantha should have won an Emmy. Question. Am I wrong? Should she have been like how Heidi and Tim Gunn were always co-nominees for Project Runway? Should Samantha have been a co-nominee with Tom Bergeron? I don't know. It's like on one hand I say yes, but like maybe not for the year that he won just because yeah, I, I love that he's an Emmy winner. But like, I, I also can't remember if Tom won during a Samantha season because if it wasn't, I'm going to be, per my memory, I'm not sure there should have been another nominee than Tom Bergeron. Correct. But we'll get into that later on. <laughs> maybe. Um. So... It's an eight nine nine twenty six underscored. And then they dance a rumba. She remains a sparkling personality. Her yes. lines are beautiful. Her legs yes. are beautiful. It's yes. a very romantic rumba. My one comment is I wanted her to dip and lean a little more into some of those poses they were making. I can see that. I just felt no connection and like no spark between them. So like they were moving essentially, but I was just missing something. And it's like, yeah, it's because we hate rumbas. See, I got a spark because to me, this rumba felt as opposed to being like the bedroom dance seductive. This was kind of like a going to Jane's strength. It really just felt like two people who are so deeply in love having a romantic dance that wasn't really sexy. And that made me like this more. I wasn't getting that, but I appreciate that you were getting that. And I appreciate that you were getting something that you love. I think it's just because I have become so on board with Jane Seymour. I really like her. Like, I don't want you to get me wrong. I really, no, really like I her. I get that. See, I don't think you don't. I just have discovered, obviously, I have a number one. But Jane Seymour might be my number, my number two on the season right now. I feel like you're forgetting who your actual number two is. And I feel like Jane is more like your number three. Who do you think my actual number two is? Marie. I think Jane surpassed her. Wow. Wow. I wasn't kidding because I was going to say, like, Marie felt distant from Eminem. Jane, I'm, like, this close to proclaiming her my favorite. Wow. Okay. 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 That's good for me to, like, check in emotionally with you. (sighs) Check in it on your friends if they become obsessed with Jane Seymour. They may have a problem. Correct. 
So that dance, again, same score, 899-26. And in the biggest crime of the century, it lands Jane Seymour in the bottom two. Which is wild. Well, uh, I don't know. No, yeah, no, there's someone who should have been there. I, I have a hot take about somebody who I think should be, like, one of the next ones to go. Cameron. No. We'll get to it. No, I'm very curious. Not my girl. Next up. Like I said, we'll get to it. So. Oh, yeah. So it couldn't be her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's late. All right. Next up. It's the people I want to go. It's Eminem. I'm just kidding. I mean, oh, I'm my kidding. God. It is the newly dubbed Eminem. It is the Eminem Dance Factory 1.0, Mel and Max dancing a Viennese to Breakaway. Which, it felt criminal that they weren't doing a Paso. Yes. For for Mel, she absolutely should have done a Paso. Yes. This one I'll agree with. What did you think of this one? I really enjoyed her Viennese. I thought that it was a very good dance. I thought that it, it it was a very beautiful routine, which I've said already. I'm repeating myself. It was very light and it was very flowy and they had a great connection and partnership. But at times her neck looks very stiff and hold. And so like, how flowy could it be? I felt that her arms, she was sometimes using to, not even her arms. It was just kind of, she would use her posture to like hit the move, to pop it a little bit. And that broke up that flow. So maybe it was from her neck, like you said. Um, but I do think she has a nice elegance when she does these dances. And it was, watching this one, I was like, man, I do love that we're getting to see Vienneses on the show. Yeah, because this is the first time that we've gotten, and we've had waltzes in the past, but this mm -hmm. is our first Viennese waltz, and I am such a sucker for them. I know, and I'm looking at it, and we don't get Argentines yet this season. No. And that is the dance that I am waiting for. So at least yes. you got yours. You got yours, girl. And I will gladly gladly accept it you want to give me a viennese i will take it chris can i just say i feel like i've said it already on the pod but like one of my favorite favorite moments from our ballroom dancing class is when we were doing the viennese waltz to journey's open arms and it was truly the most beautiful i have ever felt in my entire life i it's funny. I thought about saying it. And I was like, we maybe said this on the pod, so I'm not going to do it again. But I, it's funny. That is your favorite because I always liked doing a thousand years by Christina Perry more. Yes. Oh, is that my friend? All right, we're back. Uh, it won't sound like there was a break to y'all in case you heard that dog. So I had a window open. I'm recording in a different room in my apartment than usual. And I have made friends with a dog in my building that, like, I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> and it's gotten to the point that if my window is open and, like, yesterday I was, like, on the phone and I was talking and then all of a sudden, like, there's a woof woof and he's, like, running over to my window because he hears me talking. I love this dog. And so that literally just happened that I was talking and, like, I was, like, there's woofing happening and he's like right up against the, like literally I walk over to the window and he is like already like jumping up at the window. So I was like, I must say hi to my friend, Sully. That is so cute. And it was very funny because. Um, what kind of a dog is it? Uh, it's a, like a tiny, like labradoodle maybe. Um, I, as I was told this the other day, but I don't remember for reasons. Um, and. Okay. Uh, no, I do feel kind of bad because as opposed to the like regular neighbor, it is the neighbor's boyfriend out there with the dog today. And I'm like, hi, by the way, I'm Chris and I'm obsessed with this dog. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's told me about yes. you. And I was like, oh, no. 
That is, um, I love that so much. I love that so much. I love so Sully. Much. I am obsessed with Sully. Okay, so did we give the scores for this dance? Because I'm like, I'm ready to move on. I don't remember. It scores an 899. I didn't really have feelings about it. Yeah. But I... I will say this was the first dance of theirs that I wrote down. I am really loving Eminem 1.0. So I feel like I have turned a corner with them. Carver, get off of the flipping computer. I feel like I've really turned a corner with them, and I'm really enjoying See, these them. Are, these are not my two favorite weeks of Eminem. And so when Eminem lands in the bottom two for the Viennese Waltz, I, I, it's wrong. They shouldn't be in the bottom two. But I'm also like, well, I get that that dance didn't land for me. Not to the level of bottom two. I want to make it clear. They shouldn't be in the bottom two. Yeah. But dare I say, them being in the bottom two leads to... It's not a good package because it is too overstuffed. It has them being so intense about being in the bottom two it has max being mad it has spice girls Mm -hmm. it has like it has so many storylines it's trying to pursue all at once that it is overstuffed but it is intense Mm -hmm. and like honestly it's it's got some moments of tv gold in it oh i forgot like Mel is I sick could... during it. Like, there's a whole part about, like, oh, we're doing a storyline about Mel being sick I was now. gonna say. And then suddenly it turns to, like, Mel's like, Max, yeah. you're, like, pulling me along. And he's like, I can't do this. And he walks out. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, he just. It's incredible. It's a lot. Clearly a lot. the producers were like, here's the storyline we're doing. And then it became a different storyline. And then it became a different storyline. And they just kept it all. Yeah. What do you think of their samba to spice up your life? I absolutely loved it. I thought that she completely crushed it out of the park. I she moves so well. She moves so incredibly well. I was afraid that one will save us too much messing about at times, but like she is incredible absolutely incredible i thought technically it was really good but i wished it was more fun i wanted to like it more i don't know why i didn't like it i just didn't connect with it it's like there's a part of me that's like i can kind of see that but like i just really thought that they did a phenomenal yeah and i the problem is i can't tell you why i can't tell you the why here um as is a nine from Len and a 29. They are not in the bottom two this time. So good for them. I still am, I'm still in on the Eminem Dance Factory, but like, I feel like Max Partners, often for me, when we get to like the middle of the season, especially his good partners, I'm like, okay, great. They've wowed me. Now I'm waiting for more again. And then eventually they usually take off by the end. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really thinking about, say, I don't know, Eminem 2.0. But, <laughs> it, like, I... So I'm looking forward to a rebound that I expect to come from Mel. I can kind of see that. I can... I actually really agree with what you just said. I'm never sure if I should be offended when you're like, oh, I'm surprised to agree with you, Chris. And I don't know how I should feel about that. (laughs) Well, usually I just want to argue with you about everything that you say. So there are times when you disarm me because you're so charming and you're so correct in what you're saying that I'm like, oh, wow excellent point that i cannot find any flaw with just because i'm so cute it says a lot more about me than it does about you if that makes you feel any better it's why i love you so much (laughs) megan explicitly said again (laughs) we're talking about the miss and she said the more that you make 
me want to love something, the more I don't want to love it. And I said, that's so weird. It feels like you just described me. <laughs> well, what's fun is I feel like when we started this podcast, I was so much more argumentative and like bullheaded and kind of would bulldoze my way through. And now I'll be like, here's my opinions, but I'm so willing to like concede to you or say like, it's just yeah. an opinion, and, but like, I totally see what you're saying. And you'll usually be like, no, here is my sword. It's going through your chest. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it feels like you've matured, and I am still right where we started. Not a lot of emotional growth on my end. I mean, I haven't been to therapy in, like, two months, so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to ring up Molly and be like, listen, I'm not growing the way that Chris is growing, and there's something wrong about that. You know who does show a lot of growth? Cameron Matheson. Cameron Matheson. Yes, he does. So you may recall, Edita talked about this Paso with us. And so as soon as the package began, I was like, yes, I have been waiting for this. And this dance is so much better than I remember it being. So she talked about how she was given a yes. song that like basically had no beat at times. And how do you choreograph a dance to this? And so it is the Superman theme. And it brings out mm -hmm. the best in him. This is by far his best dance. Absolutely. It was, we have never seen Edita get frustrated in a package before. And you could tell like she is physically frustrated in this package. And especially having the conversation that we had with her, it just made me love it so much. I loved it. I loved watching her be angry. It was so and I think what I loved to is me. She wasn't angry at him. She was angry at like, she no. was struggling to make choreography that made sense. She was struggling to figure it out for herself. Yep. It was was just like a yep in a weird way it's so interesting to watch somebody who is so at the peak of her game be so stymied by a problem and then feel the pressure and let it snowball and it's so fascinating especially watching the dance in the end that the choreography is great he dances it really well mm -hmm. she dances it really well also mm -hmm. the purple dress that they put her in with the like two separate boob coverings of different purple fabrics yes. stunning stunning anyway yeah. i think what was interesting too about watching her get frustrated is it really highlights how difficult the show is for the pros and i think we often forget that this is so difficult for them because they are so good at what they do and you very rarely see them sweat especially this early on that it was very like humbling to watch that i mean the only other times i really think they show us that there's val and janelle when they're doing a west side story dance and then they're told legally they can't yes. do a lot of the dance moves they're doing and all of a sudden val's like yeah. how do i do a west side story tribute without doing anything from West Side Story. Um, and the other time is, I would say, several weeks of Eminem 2.0, where you see how much pressure Max has put on himself for not winning all these times. Those are the two, the exact same two scenarios that popped into my head. So this dance is great. The one thing in a Superman dance his arms were inconsistently strong. <laughs> but yeah. it was great. It scores a 27, and I loved it. Yeah, they looked great together. He had really good shaping. It was a very, very well done Paso. And he looked so proud of himself at the end. As he should. The following week, they dance a rumba this rumba again it was another rumba that i needed a little less pop to the moves and a little more flow mm -hmm. 
Edita looked incredible mm-hmm. in this week, too. Edita is just, I mean, just rename this the Edita podcast, because when will we ever say anything negative about her? Um, the only time we'll say something was, negative about Edita is when she leaves us and we never get to see her again. Correct. He was fine. I thought he was a smidge mm-hmm. stiff. Yes. But it was a yeah. very sexy routine. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. The most important thing here is in the package. The streak is over. Susan Lucci makes her first appearance on Dancing with the Stars, future alum. Can I tell you, somebody who does not care about daytime soap operas. Yeah. Have I watched Susan Lucci winning her daytime Emmy many, many times? Can I quote parts of her acceptance speech? Yes. Do I every now and then love to just go, oh, Oprah, in like reverence to Susan Lucci? Absolutely. So I can't wait for her to be on the show. I felt nothing when I saw her, so I'm really happy that you felt all of those things. And, like, her hair is so, even though it's late 90s, like, it looks very mid-90s when she wins it. And just the way she cries. And then you have, like, Kelly Ripa and Rosie O'Donnell being like, no, don't cut her speech off. And I'm like, I love this. I love, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I have watched that video. All right. Well, I'm going to have to watch it now. All right, so Cameron and Edita's Rumba, which is what we're talking about, scores a 26 with an 8 from Carrie Ann, 9 from the other two. Yeah. Okay, great. A Rumba. So our next ones up are Marie and Jonathan. In week four, they dance a Viennese waltz. She does what Carrie Ann has always wanted someone to do. Marie goes to ballet. <laughs> Kelly went to ballet, too. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Good for good for Kelly, then. <laughs> Thanks to Kelly for ruining my bit. Um, <laughs> another thing that was ruined was Marie's dress by that horrible fur-line bottom. I liked it! It was atrocious. I liked it. Horrific. You know what else was horrific? The way Jonathan choreographed, like, her to whip her hair at times during that dance. Hated that. Hated that. I just, I... Yeah, yeah. Basically... That didn't work for me. Honestly. I thought... I'm gonna be honest. None of this worked for me, like, on a conceptual choreography. I did not like any of this. The only thing I liked... (sighs) The only only thing I really liked here was that they were doing a Viennese to Can't Help Falling in Love. You are gonna... (sighs) You're gonna love this. I can't believe this. I can't believe you. I felt like Jonathan is a really good choreographer. I thought that he came up with a really good routine for her. She just continues to impress me week after week. Like the mover she swoops on the floor looked completely effortless. I thought it was a very pretty dance. I thought that they had a great connection. It worked for me. It worked for me. But like Marie is my second. So I have a strong bias towards her. I still really like her, but the shine is just a little bit coming off for me. The charm is starting to wear off. She's still doing well, but I'm a little bit less like, oh my God, I can't believe I love Marie Osmond like this. I'm a little bit like, okay, I get it. And so it's allowed other people like Jane to just swoop in. Sabrina has really grown on me. Um, Cameron is coming up, obviously not like really competing for my love, but I'm like looking at the other shiny horses and like, oh, they're maybe more interesting right now to me than Marie Osmond. It's difficult for me to hear those things. But, but, okay. but you know, I've already just said that the same thing is happening to Eminem for me. Yeah, yeah. It's not that well, the bloom will guess... always be off the rose. Early Dancing with the Stars 
really seems to not give a lot of dynamics as far as personality goes. It's like Maria's charming. So every week we are going to make her look charming. And so you're not seeing any like quote unquote like real moments of like vulnerability and things like that because you're always just seeing Marie being Marie and so maybe that is why you're like I've seen this for the last five like four weeks I would like to see something new now well I'm sure we will see different in her next package which we'll talk about in just a second um because this dance as is scores nine nine eight a 26 and I can guarantee you the their week six package is going to be probably full of a lot of real drama. Vulnerability. Yep. Because Marie and Jonathan lead off week five with a Samba. And this is one of the most, I don't want to say infamous Dancing with the Stars moments because it's not like anybody does anything wrong, anything like this, but but it feels weird to call it a famous Dancing with the Stars moment because it's not a positive one. Yeah. Um, it's the most notable. That's a great word. So one of the most notable Dancing with the Stars moments of its entire 30-season history. Um, after Marie dances a samba, she faints on live television. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about the fainting. And it's... Oh. Well, oh, I was going to say, we'll come back to the fainting. Let's talk about the dance quick, because, I mean, I don't know if you have a lot of feelings about it. Um, no, hip action was not natural looking. No. She was very stiff at times. We did get a samba roll, but it lacked energy. We it got was a two very samba slow and... rolls. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, a forward-facing and a samba roll, yeah. too. Yeah, it just, you're right. She did not look comfortable doing this dance. Yep. Um, she also lost steam towards the end of the dance. Yes. Which makes sense for what's to come. But as soon as it ends, she, like, goes wild. She's, like, jumping up and down. She's, like, hooting and hollering. Um, and is continuing to do that with the judges, with the audience. And then all of a sudden she just goes. I disagree. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like she was like jumping up and down. Well, are you talking about the the entire time? Yes. The entire time that Len is talking, you hear you Mm -hmm. panting Mm -hmm. and then she drops. Yeah. That is the thing. Knowing that she was about to faint, I was like, okay, you can tell because she is like so loudly miked of how hard she is Mm -hmm. breathing. Um, And so then they cut to commercials. We don't hear the judges' critiques. Um, Mm -hmm. We do know she gets straight sevens. And Katie, what does she kind of get from Len? A little bit of a seven. It's not quite jaunty, but it's a Seven, which yes, I mean, I was like, "Hey, if it took Marie fainting to get it, fall over, Marie." Marie is so apologetic backstage. I know. Ugh. I thought Tom handled it very well. When Marie goes down, Tom and Tom and Jonathan both say, "Let's cut to commercial." They have their tones are pretty like they're stern but they're not panicking we get back from commercial and tom is like maria's fine she has been checked out let's get her scores let's let her talk to some man like they handle it very well and uh, i mean tom and samantha give marie updates later in the show which is good yep um like marie clearly is embarrassed is just like i'm so sorry that i'm doing this on your show and yes. it's just like it is sweet and then knowing that like she wanted to be backstage with everybody and the producers and medics were like um maybe you should rest so, yes i mean it's yeah it's very good I understand why the audience kind of laughed when she goes down because it seems since she'd been bouncing up and down since she'd done stuff 
why it seemed that she was probably doing shtick to like something Len was saying. And so that's why I think it's good that Tom uses the tone you mentioned. Yes. So. So yeah, she's, she sees a 21. You kind of, I mean, you're so distracted by what she just went through that it kind of doesn't read super well. Yeah. Speaking of things that don't read super well for me, I think I'm done with Jenny and Derek. Really? I don't dislike her. Uh-huh. But I'm kind of like, I've seen everything I need to see. I don't love you as much as everybody else. I don't think I ever will. Well, her entire week four package is like, about her children and her husband like it's not even really about her or rehearsing or anything like that it's just like i'm obsessed with my husband and i'm like that's great you get divorced in like five years well hey she does ask derek so am i supposed to be the cape am i supposed to be the bull like which i love i'm either a bull or a cape i love that yeah um her face feels very forced but there's very good mm-hmm. technique i also love how they choreographed her dress yes and like she utilizes it i thought there was a lot of fire it was just too frantic yeah i thought she looked overwhelmed in this dance mm-hmm. i think derek outdanced her in this dance and i think that they got off on the end but like she had a good character It just, she got lost in the stance, especially. Mm -hmm. It scores an 8, 10, and a 9, which is wild. Um, Listen to Lenny. Samantha Uh, says a 10 from Len. And I don't know if that's where that spark comes off for Len, but I love to think that it might have originated from Samantha Harris. I thought I was going to hate that when you started that. And I was like, I don't like what the implication here is. But then I thought, hmm, I don't hate that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Do you think Len and Samantha still like call each other up every now and then or like, hey, boo, how you doing, friend? Like, probably. I feel like that's the exact tone that Len would hate. Would you listen to a podcast with? Len Goodman and Samantha Harris. Absolutely. I'd give it all my money. I would start a change, change.org petition to get me to be a guest on it. Would you, what if we just invited them to take over hosting this podcast? Do you think they'd agree? Um, as, as long as I can still have my QSR with Megan, I think I'd be agreeable. I mean, I'm good to just peace out. Okay, then we're perfect. So we're perfect together? Born to be forever. Dancing through the <laughs> Then they dance a samba. This is where I really just decided she's just like both too reserved and like, I don't know if it comes across as like naive or like childish i don't know what it is but the energy she serves me is like not something that i really in adhere to or am endeared to no i get it i thought that this dance in particular had a lot more energy than the other sambas that we had seen through the night up to that point i thought that derek had good choreography It was a fun routine and like she didn't look overwhelmed or anything, but she didn't look confident in it. Like there was absolutely something missing from her. Bruno said that her performance, that performance wise, she stalled. And I was like, yes, I could not agree more. It just, it did not work for me. It was too tame at times, both in her body movements and her face. There were times Mm -hmm. that the choreography was great. Some of the spins she was doing were wild. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing, 
tame is the word I keep returning to. It's just she didn't really let go. Yeah, like she hasn't bought in. She hasn't completely bought in. I wanted more splash from it. And so that's it. where like... Totally get it. I'm just kind of like, at this point for me, she is there. Mm-hmm. And... So this Samba scores an 8, 9, and an 8 for a 25. Overscored. Overscored. <laughs> um, in case it feels like you just missed something, we did edit out some spoiler-related talking, but I just want y'all to know the next episode we record is just <laughs> going to be... It's going to be quite an experience, and... And I just want y'all to be prepared. Like, Jenny, if you are listening, I'm so sorry. Maybe you should sit next week out. You should absolutely sit next. Jenny, Cameron, don't be anywhere near my podcast next week because I'm coming directly for you. All right. We only got a couple of couples left. So let's just, let's not look forward to the week after yet. <laughs> well, just I, get, let's just get it over with, Chris. I feel like maybe I derailed this and we can't even keep that content in the <laughs> podcast. No, we can. We can. Okay. <laughs> all right um helio and julianne they dance a viennese yes um is julianne wearing the dress that sadie is going to wear in her trio i think so and it is i love it i mean i i love it in sadie's i love it here yes it's beautiful as to their Viennese, I felt like it was a little bit more sexual than romantic to me. Um, very sensual at the opening. I wanted it. I wanted it to flow a little bit more. It felt very sharp and jerky, but like they obviously looked great. Jerky is a great word. I was thinking disconnected. Um, I just think he was so disadvantaged by the producers in these two weeks because he has given the Viennese mm -hmm. and a rumba two dances that are requiring him to act. And yes. that is not his strong suit. Um, I just, I found his acting skills of this sort of, like you said, romantic Viennese to be a little bit rough. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's just not his skill level, but the judges like it. They give it straight nines for a twenty-seven, and and that's all we had to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Did you have strong feelings about him in either of these weeks? Honestly. Um, I. There was some tension in rehearsal for week four. And I maybe, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I felt like a little frustrated with him, but it was like, fine. I'm, I'm just waiting for him to take off more. I feel like. If that's what, and yeah. Can feels, I say something spoiler? Yes. So if you're listening for a spoiler or listening to try to be spoiler free, just know something's about to happen. Okay, go ahead. I just right now, like, I cannot imagine him winning the season. Like, I just absolutely cannot. Are you saying it's Apollo Anton Ono all over again? God, maybe. Because I just had that moment of realization. I'm like, I feel like I'm just feeling exactly like I did then. Maybe. Honestly, maybe. Is Julianne not the rightful winner for two seasons in a row? Maybe. Time will time will tell about that. Um, so they dance a rumba. Why must we always get these like go to a beach 
and dance sexy in rehearsal packages. Yeah, I don't know. Those? I don't know. Um, he was his rumba was like fine. I, I preferred Sabrina's to his. I didn't like the choreography. She asked him to like lift his leg up and lean far too much. It didn't work for me. I mean, I wasn't impressed that he was doing that because i guess i don't think that we see men do that that often but yeah i was not like wasn't blown away at what she created i agree i mean i was impressed that he was doing it but i didn't like it i was just like this isn't working for me yeah um no that dance, his mm-mm. his throwaway arm was a little out of control at times he performed well it wasn't good it wasn't great it was fine Correct. Uh, 878 23. Yep. Finally, we say goodbye to Mark Cuban. Uh, in week four, they lead the night off um, with their Viennese waltz. He is not an actor. He's no. not an actor. That's, that's like the hard thing with him is like he just doesn't i like him like i like mark cuban on this show i don't think he has the right tool set to be successful on the show yeah that's a that is a great succinct way of putting it i hated the top of kim's dress but i loved the bottom in how it moved with Mm -hmm. her legs that go for days um I had no feelings about any of Mark's dancing, but I love Kim. I loved seeing Samantha during this because this was the first time we saw her again. Yeah. Um, They had a cool move that I really enjoyed where Kim was like hooked on his shoulders and he spun with her like attached to him. And I really enjoyed that. I don't think we've ever, well, I mean, it was our first Viennese waltz that we've seen. So I don't think we've ever seen that up to this point. Wow, mind blown. First time for everything. First time. But yeah, he he just falls a little flat. He was still stiff. He looked heavy on his feet, but Kim was a shining star. He can't soft shoe to save his life. <laughs> that dance scores a 22 with an 8 from Len, 7 from the outer two. And then, for their final dance, they dance a samba. I get. They're doing I Dream of Jeannie. And it's a character. And he's supposed to be a square. But that doesn't forgive how stiff he is. Yes, that was the issue. So I thought that his upper half performed decently well. Like, I was kind of surprised with his upper half. But then you looked at the bottom and you were like... You have no energy in your feet. You're stiff. It was another slow samba. No samba rolls. It just... He he does feel like he could have been better than what he was. Like, I don't know what it is about him. Maybe that's just me being a little bit too generous. But I always walked away just being like, I feel like I could have gotten more out of Mark. I mean, I left it thinking... That was their best dance yet. And yet, I still wanted something more than it was. It wasn't enough for me. Totally agree. I totally I agree. I did love when they were like right up against each other and then were doing like the lean forward steps. Together. Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, I I think you said it best for him who we are saying goodbye to after his 21 um he just doesn't have the skill set to do this but he seemed to have a good time he was genuine Mm -hmm. i in a weird way he made it to the halfway point of the season but i just often forgot that he was still there i 100 percent agree so good for him for making it to the halfway Mm mm-hmm and that's that. That's everybody. That's that. Those are our two episodes. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Grab your pitchforks. 
for next week, folks. Nothing bad can ever happen. We are in such a good place emotionally and spiritually right now. Next week is going to be so much fun. The only way this season can go is in a way that makes sense to us. Like we get rid of two lesser people and it's only like great competitors competing for the crown. And it's all going to be a trajectory that makes so much sense. The only thing that's right is I think we we lose Cameron next week. We lose Jenny the week after that. We're left with, what, Marie, Jane, Sabrina, Helio, Mel. I would say we lose Helio next. I think you could lose Marie in that spot. You're wrong. Um, I think we could lose Helio next. And then we'd have Mel, Marie, Jane, and Sabrina. Sabrina. And then I would lose Marie. And then I would lose Jane. And then I would probably crown Sabrina. That's my trajectory, folks. All right. Well, we have finished season five and we're not going to go any farther. Surprise, we're wrapping up next week. Because <laughs> I refuse to accept the actual gosh darn outcome. I mean, when I was talking about Infamous earlier, this is maybe one of the most infamous Dancing with the Stars eliminations that's coming up. And then <laughs> I can't even I I no. Oh my god, Katie. <laughs> okay. Chris, we gotta wrap. Chris, if you wanna send us your predictions for what you think we are alluding to right now, you can tweet us at JMP um on the tweeter. Is it JMP Pod? It might be JMP Pod. I don't remember what my Twitter handle is. JMP Pod, I think, is what it is. Link is in the episode description. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at jmp.pod or jmp-pod because, again, who can remember these things? We're also on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. And, of course, you can recommend this show to your friends. You can share it. You can find us on any streaming service. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Tell us nice things. Just send us good vibes for our next recording. Because <laughs> we're going to need all that we can get. Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for the brand new series, Samantha Who, starring Christina Applegate, coming up next. Do, 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 do.